When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Nebraska Public Media Sports brings you Nebraska baseball. Catch our live coverage as the Huskers meet the Indiana Hoosiers on the Diamond at Hawks Field at Haymarket Park in Lincoln. Watch Friday, May 10th at 6 p.m. Central on Nebraska Public Media. Welcome to Hurt at Sports Radio. Pressure gets chased out to his right. We'll throw on the run back middle. It is intercepted. Go down, Dre Greenlaw. Running back the other way. Secure the ball. They'll run back the other way. They're trying to strip it from him. Big play, Dre. Goes down. Green Bay has two timeouts left, but the 49ers have the football. Lamar with the snap. Quarterback draw up the middle. He's to the 10. Five. Touchdown, Ravens. Lamar Jackson and the Ravens regain the lead. Baker leans in. There's the snap. Blitz comes. Mayfield back. Loads. Throws. Picked up by the Lions. Intercepted by the Lions. Intercepted by the Lions. Derek Barnes. Derek Barnes. Derek Barnes. Oh, baby. 133 to go. Sliding left. On the go. Throws. End zone. Touchdown. The Bills score from 13 yards out. Good more, good morning, happy Monday here on Herd Out Sports Radio on AM590 ESPN Omaha, ESPN Tri-Cities. I'm Robbie Lula, Avery Howard here with me this morning. Avery, how are you? I'm pretty good. How was your weekend? Uh, you know, it was all right. It was uh, a, little too, a little too fast, as they often are. Um, yeah. What did, did you did you have coverage duties this weekend? I did. I had Omaha hockey. Okay. So a little bit of a tough weekend for them. Yeah, not um, ideal. No, not ideal. They 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 played them pretty tough the first two periods, both games. Um, Denver's just really, really, really good. Um, yeah, I think that's fair. Yeah, really good. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if they make a really, really long run in the postseason. Um, yeah, I can see them being a contender for a while. Um, but yeah, so I mean, the crowds were great. Um, environment was good. It was the first home series of the year. They haven't been home and it was like 40 days, I think it was. So yeah. that was exciting and a good crowd. But yeah, tough results for both the games. But they were, they were entertaining. Got a little chippy at the end. So yeah, brought some entertainment. But yeah, it wasn't, wasn't too bad. Yeah, so they lost both of those games, uh, 6 3, 6 2, respectively. Yeah. Um, I mean, this is, you know, this is a team that you're probably looking at as a prime candidate for a frozen four spot. I, from what I saw, I, I mean, between two guys, you've got 35 goals yeah. <laughs> that are on their top line. So, I mean, yeah, I, I think that's pretty and, reasonable. And this is, you know, number five team in the country. They were as high as number two earlier. Yeah. In the year. Like this is a really, really good hockey team. Yeah. Obviously kind of a good measuring stick for Omaha as yeah. they have those types of aspirations sure. as well. Um, but so Omaha hockey for you, yep. um, anything is that you? That was really it, honestly. I mean, I had to help pay attention to um, the whole Nebraska ball eventful weekend that they had, alumni yeah. weekend and all that fun Absolutely. stuff. So had to kind of help in, pitch in with that. And that's really about it. No, it wasn't too crazy of a weekend. Team was everywhere, but that's where I was at. And uh, 
I did, did you get a chance? I know we talked about it on Friday. Did you get a chance to watch a little Polynesian Bowl on Friday? I didn't get to watch. Okay, I got to watch like the last like five minutes because I got home from hockey. Okay. Um, and I turned it on, and it was actually the first thing like on YouTube TV. Um, Dylan and the Huskers squad, I don't think was in at that point from what it sounded no, like. No, so, it didn't seem like it. Yeah, I only got like literally like the last five minutes. I, I got on and they, they did a little feature on him actually. A little They talked about him for a little bit, but that was really about it. So I watched a, I watched uh, kind of the first half passively, you know, yeah. like while you're doing other stuff. Because mm-hmm. let's be honest, it's not like terrific football <laughs> as you're uh, watching a high school all-star game. Yeah. Uh, but it, it is cool to see – um, Huskers or future Huskers on For that sure. stage and to uh, kind of see them get their moment there. Um, what was some pretty good football was the NFL this weekend. Sure was. We uh, actually finally got some good games. <laughs> uh, the 49ers game was a little too good for my liking. I would have liked <laughs> a little more separation there. I'm sure you felt the same way about the It Chiefs was an interesting girls. game. I it was too interesting. I wasn't I wasn't having that. I wanted I wanted a nice comfortable victory. Yeah, I'm kind of actually bummed because it was overlapped with the hockey game on Saturday evening, so yeah. I didn't get to watch it really much at all. I kind of got it at like updates and then by the time the game was over and I got somewhere to watch it, I was like, "Oh my gosh, it's 24-21." Yeah. I, like I completely entirely missed that and then I watched the Jordan Love interception and then uh, that was really it. So I haven't really had time to check in on how it even got there. So if you're so you're watching that that green line interception at the end, right? Yes. What's as a non 49er fan, what's going through your not head? Not in the middle of the field. As he <laughs> well no, not just that, but as he after he's intercepted it oh. and he's running around oh. and the the announcers are screaming get down and then the the camera gets blocked. I was like, "Oh, he's definitely going to fumble, fumble this ball." Fumble this ball. Like, there is 0% chance he's going to – like, when the camera emerges from behind the fans, mm-hmm. there is a 0% chance San Francisco still has the ball. Gotcha. I, and I don't know if it's, like, PTSD from, I, I think, like, Kevin <laughs> Smith against Texas Tech in, like, 05 or something. I don't know. Yeah. But I was – as he's running around, I was like, God, they're going to lose the game <laughs> this way, aren't they? He's going to keep running. He's going to lose the football. Yeah, and I had no idea what he was doing. Yeah, because you couldn't see? Well, not, part of it – because so part of it I couldn't see because yeah. there was – I think a fan popped up right in front Got of the it, camera okay. or whatever. But also I meant like philosophically I had no idea what he was doing. Yeah. So during part of the run I literally had no idea, no what, idea what he was, was doing yeah. because you couldn't see the – you they couldn't get the camera switched or whatever. And then the other – the entire time philosophically I was just like – what is happening yeah, right now? Yeah. And it seemed like his own teammates were trying to tackle, tackle him. him. Just be like, get <laughs> Down. on the ground, Hit the ground, sir. Hit the ground. Stop, drop, um, and roll. Stop, drop, and roll. The worst part was he had he went to the ground to intercept it. He had to get up yeah. in order to make that decision. Yeah, you're like, right. Like, just stay there. Just stay Just there. chill. Yeah. The game is over. over. Please stop it. The only way. Don't be a hero. The only way for you to lose is for you to do exactly what you're yeah, doing. Yeah, yeah. I can, Yeah. So I was, I was stressing out a little bit, but uh, obviously it worked out mm-hmm. uh, for the 49ers. We've got a Lions 49ers NFC Championship know, game, crazy. which is weird to say out loud. Yeah. The li- I mean, the Lions have basically been bad your entire life, right? Yeah, for the most part. Like, I did own a Lions jersey at one point. Did you? Because it was an Adamacon Sioux jersey. Oh, so it was a Sioux jersey. Okay, that makes sense. Um, so I would pay attention here and there, but yeah, not great. Not great ever. No, they've been bad. I mean, and I am dramatically older than you. It, they've been bad my whole life. Yeah. I don't remember, like, I don't remember 91. I was four years old at that point. So I don't remember them being good in 91. There was, like, one, I want to say it was, like, 97. 
There was one like Barry Sanders, Scott Mitchell year mm-hmm. where they were okay. Um, but like that's it. That's that's yeah. the entire last thirty years of Detroit football they, is Scott Mitchell, nineteen ninety one, and then just desert. Yeah. They weren't even that good in nineteen ninety one. The reason why they were good was because other teams like the Forty ers the Bears, the Giants, yeah. the Cowboys, they were all on the they were all on the the low end of their you know they were starting to rebuild and stuff like that so you just had to have some team just kind of fall in there and it happened to be the lions you know and i know they made it to the nfc championship game that year against the the cowboys but i mean they really haven't been any good since like 1957 so anybody (laughs) out there listening right now that remembers that then you know god bless you i mean it sounds like you're familiar with 1957 shano what's going on there you go you win the wayback machine i mean that is the wayback machine (laughs) because they've been they've been bad they they've they've been bad pre-super bowl era yeah i mean they have i mean they famously have not won a super bowl um and you're looking at three playoffs appearances since 2000 man so you've, you've got 2011 2014, 2016. That is the entirety of their playoff experience this millennia. Yeah. And I was right, by the way, 97, Scott Mitchell and uh, and Barry Sanders. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I mean, like, listen, they're, this is a cool story for them. And, I, I again, we talked about this on Friday, how I, I'm sort of rooting for – I was sort of rooting for them. I'm obviously not anymore now that they're playing the 49ers. <laughs> but – it is such a weird – I mean, even the people that were high on Detroit coming into the year, I don't know that – I mean, did you really expect them to make the NFC Championship game? No, but but I think you definitely felt like a tide turning a little bit towards the end of last yeah. season. Like, yeah. they had what? I think it was like four straight wins to end the year or something like that or three straight wins. And even though that seems like kind of silly at the end of the year when it didn't mean a whole lot, you could just tell that like the quality of their play – in general, like mm-hmm. we, you know, teams in the NFL, the last few games of season, when they don't mean it's much, like trend, it's you know. like it, we'll just get through this. Yeah, that didn't that energy did not seem like it was there whatsoever. And I think the the hype train a little bit was was going with Dan Campbell and what they think he could do. So, I mean, obviously we've we've noticed that, but it was weird that it was kind of picking up at the end of last year. Mm-hmm. So I don't think I was entirely shocked that they had a decent season. Obviously, what's happening now, like. Is, awesome for yeah for them so it is crazy and I also don't think I realized how quickly I don't know why I didn't realize this but for some reason I thought Dan Campbell had been there for a little bit more than two years oh I'd, sure yeah and maybe it's just because I got confused with like Matt Patricia coming in and coming out <laughs> pretty quickly I don't yeah. know but Dan Campbell I just I mean obviously everyone's loved him and loves what he's done for you know that team and that program but I don't think I realized it was 2021 that he came in yeah I mean this is only his third season there they were three and 13 his first year and you know in in a pretty short amount of time have turned into from again what we've basically known our entire lives the Lions to be um into a team in the NFC championship and and as weird it is to say that they're in the NFC championship from the their play not shocking right yeah I mean outside of I guess Dallas. I mean, the way the Eagles played down the stretch was brutal, so I don't yeah. know that anybody expected them to be yeah. here at this point. Them losing was not a surprise. Yeah, I sort of always assume Dallas is going to lose because that's what they do, <laughs> yeah. right? Um, again, that's a team that in your lifetime doesn't win in the playoffs. No. Right? They, pr- they get to the playoffs, Yeah, and then they, they always lose in the playoffs. 
Um, and then, and I barely remember them before that. Like, yeah. their glory years were, I was very, very young. Okay. And so, most of my life, all I know is, yeah, the, the Cowboys are going to lose in playoffs. So, when they, even though, like, they were probably the second best team in the NFC by mm-hmm. the time the regular season was over, there wasn't really any part of me that's like, yeah, they're going to Yeah, make that's it. threatening. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah. I'm watching them, I'm like, yeah, that's not a problem. Yeah, I'm fine that's here. okay. It's going to be the same way. I mean, honestly, it's probably going to be the same way when Nebraska gets good. Mm-hmm. Younger people who haven't seen them yeah. be Nebraska before are going to be like, I mean, they're not scary. Yeah. It's like they might be, that. yeah, they're not having a nice year, but that's not scary. It ain't scary. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. it's the, we do this all the time. And so the Cowboys even though they are probably the second best team in the NFC, I'm like, yeah, I'm not, that's not a thing that's going to happen. And so I don't know who I expected to be in the NFC championship game. The lions are the next logical conclusion, Mm -hmm. but you're just sitting there and you're like, it's, weird to see nfc championship game yeah. detroit lions in the same sentence it was kind of cool that um at halftime though coach campbell had his little interview and he's just basically you know camera he said told the team or this just kind of was the message overall it's like there's no surprise that we're here like that's for them they're not surprised that they're here mm-hmm. which i thought was kind of cool because i think whether he's telling the truth or not <laughs> um they didn't they they do they don't play like they're shocked that they're there um especially like yesterday um just watching the way that they kind of just found a way at the end of the game it just didn't look like they were in panic mode necessarily it just kind of felt like i don't know there's a subtle confidence about the group and maybe it's just because they know they're kind of running with fire right now but i just thought it was kind of cool that he shared that he's like this isn't a shock that we're here um even though the rest of the world's like whoa Detroit's yeah here. and i mean it it if they if it was a shock to them that they yeah. were there, they probably wouldn't be there. Hundred percent. Right? Yeah, and of course, right. I'm not expecting the coach to be like, "So <laughs> we're shocked that we're here." We're, this is actually pretty. This stunning. is pretty crazy. <laughs> no, but just it was cool to hear it, like just kind of what yeah. the inside locker room, you know, just the subtle messages are, and um, yeah, it'll be kind of. Be, I think it's exciting when a new team rises to the top in a conference. Um, so I'm curious just how long, you know the. I don't d- dynasty is a really long that's a really big <laughs> word <laughs> probably not dynasty but, um, probably. lions um whatever word that i'm trying to think of that's like short of a dynasty but whatever uh success whatever yeah, a little successful how run how run yeah, yeah long this will go in their new lions era yeah i'm hoping i'm hoping at least for this year it's over this week that's uh yeah. that's what we're hoping here as yeah. a 49ers fan uh, if they would like to win next year, that's fine. Yeah. Um, I need a. I could. I could use a 49ers Super Bowl. I wouldn't be mad about that. Um, your Kansas City Chiefs mm-hmm. also survived a sure uh, a tough battle there against Buffalo. Yeah. Um, as you are kind of experiencing that one, mm-hmm. what are <sighs> what's kind of going through your head? Because that was a. I mean, that was pretty back and forth to me. Yeah. The weird thing about Buffalo is if you look at their losses to Kansas City in the playoffs, like they could have won any of those games. Yeah. But they haven't. Yep. Right? And so I sit there from the perspective of, okay, I kind of used to coach. I I like to, you know, play armchair GM and stuff like that a little bit. And I'm sitting there. I'm like, okay, this might be the hardest position to be in sports where there's no – really measurable difference between the Bills and the Chiefs. Mm-hmm. I mean, yes, I take Mahomes over Josh Allen any day of the week. Um, I take Andy Reid over Sean McDermott any day of the week. But in terms of how the results have played out, 
Like, I know people are going to throw, like, the, their DVOAs at me and be like, oh, see, the Chiefs are actually – okay, fine. Mm -hmm. But when they go on the field, this thing is a coin flip every single time. Yeah. Essentially, right? And so if you're the Bills, you're like, okay, I mean, one or two breaks go our way. We win at least one of these games. Yeah. And yet you have won zero of these games. At what – like, in my mind, I'm like, okay, at what point do you say, hey, we have to stay the course – we're good enough to beat these t teams versus looking at, hey, we never beat this team. Yeah. What we're doing isn't working. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Um, I will say it was one of those games, again, same, like, and it feels this way every single time we play the Bills in the playoffs. It's, it's like basically whoever has the ball last mm -hmm. is going to win the game. And somehow like, Patrick Mahomes always seems to find a yeah. way to have the ball last. Yeah. Um, and it's interesting because I feel like the Chiefs have – finally found their groove the last few weeks again mm -hmm. where like last week or yeah whatever two weeks ago when they played a negative 30 I was like that's the best they've looked in <laughs> all year like almost. multiple yeah. weeks and so I don't know they just turn it on and postseason I don't know I mean also there was receivers that made catches in the last two games that they haven't made all year long so obviously that helps slipping through their hands all yep. year um I don't know but um the entire time I was like okay I, I was pretty calm because I was like who, like whoever has the ball like I wasn't nervous in the first half of the game because mm -hmm. like no matter what happens right now like it doesn't matter it's gonna be <laughs> until last we get possession. to the last yeah last possession um and then there was a moment where I got a little nervous um right as we were heading into the fourth quarter because uh they had that um scoring opportunity that turned into the whole touchback situation yeah with and Hardman then, yep and then also, they had that pass interference call that gave us another set of downs, and we did nothing with it. Mm -hmm. So I was like, mm, okay, now we've had, between us and them, three scoreless drives. All of a sudden, this is bucking the trend a little bit. Mm -hmm. um, and then, you know, they're working their way down the field. And even though two minutes is enough time for the Chiefs offense, I think, it, not necessarily sufficient for what I've seen consistently enough this season that I was feeling uberly competent. Mm -hmm. But I was like, okay, at this point, we're going to get to overtime. However, I must say, I think I take credit in the missed field goal. <laughs> um, so all night long, Tony Romo just absolutely jinxed the Chiefs left and right. Like, <laughs> left and right. Um, Touchdown! Yeah. He said something about uh, Reed. Um, no, no, no. Sneed. Sneed. He was like, he hasn't had a receiving touchdown on him all year. Literally in the next play, bang. <laughs> and then calls us one of the, like, most efficient offenses in the red zone or something, which was Kind of interesting. But he says that, and then McColl fumbles. Yep. He said one more thing. I can't remember what it was. Um, one more thing. So I did reverse here, and as Bass <laughs> goes up to take the field goal, everyone was like – that I was watching the game with was, you know, like, he's going to miss it. It's so windy, blah, blah. I'm like, no, he's the best field goal kicker there is. And then they put the stat on the board. I'm like, see, he's 9 for 9 in tie <laughs> games. He's going to he's gonna nail this one. We're going to overtime, whatever. I was like, he's clutch in these situations. <laughs> He goes up, misses, and I was like, I don't know what I did. I don't know. I don't know. But, yeah, I continued I continued the Tony Romo jinx, so reversed it a little bit. Yeah, um, that's a classic reverse jinx you pulled there. Uh -huh. uh, nice. Well yeah. done. I did take a bow. Yeah. No, seriously. I just thought it, we were cracking up because we were like, every time he says something, I swear to God, every time Tony Romo says something, it's like – opposite effect every time You're like, like I, need I, need tony, a, I need a button for it almost i need tony romo to stop speaking for every, every time he's says something, i'm like no Chiefs kingdom i love you guys this one's for you i yeah. will say as i'm kind of, as i'm watching that game the hardman fumble mm. 
I, when that happened, I was like, ooh, this one might not go their way. Agree. Because usually when those things happen, those are kind of, especially, like I said, these are teams that are essentially equals. I mean, it was a clean football game yeah. in terms of that. So when the one turnover essentially at that point is on the Chiefs, it's like, ooh. Like that's probably the thing that tips it yeah. the other way, uh-huh. right? Especially when it's like, okay, they could go in for the first two-score lead of the game at that point. It would have been, I believe, um, or the only two, because I don't think any team lead but led by more than a score at yeah. any point. Mm-hmm. So it would have been the only two-score lead any team had gotten throughout that game. And all of a sudden in a bang-bang play that, I mean, his – Hip could not have been more than like a I know. quarter of an inch I off know. the ground. I do think it was the right call. I do too. But, I mean, that thing couldn't have been more than – like if he's wearing thicker pads <laughs> on his hips, he is down, right? Yeah, like that's, yeah. the, that's the margin we're talking about here. And when a play like that goes against you, you kind of go, ooh, this might mm-hmm. not be our day, mm-hmm. right? Um, their ability to kind of bounce back from that. And, and honestly, I know Patrick Mahomes was, was good as always. Travis Kelsey was really good. Isaiah Pacheco was really good. Yeah. Um, really salted that game away. Like, he was hugely important for them. Yep. Uh, but I walked away from that game thinking, like, this might be the best Chiefs defense they've had. Oh, for sure. Right? Yeah. Like, this is a Chiefs defense that can win games for them. Because it always seemed like in the past it was like, hey, just don't lose the game defense patrick will take care of the rest yeah just please don't blow it oh yeah like, defense has saved them multiple times this year don't give even, up like e- a 50 burger even please. with the uh, problems they had yesterday at linebacker yeah i mean this is the i mean this is the best i think their defense has looked throughout their run in yeah these. i think so too i think yeah. that's been a huge component obviously i think yesterday for the most part i mean minus a game or two has been the most consistently an offense has found ways to get points against this defense yeah. but it wasn't like they were just giving up things left and right obviously no. so and that hasn't really been an issue mostly all season um but that's why it was also huge that the offense has kind of found its click a little bit because it, the defense would make stops previous weeks and offense was couldn't have been colder yeah you get nothing out of it no and i also think too like the past few weekends they've just found a way to get the ball to travis more um, where before it was like, oh, he's double covered or whatever. Like it's it's out the, the entire game. He's been out. Like he had one reception, whatever. Like I don't think you, I don't know if you saw the stat yesterday. His first receiving touchdown since week eleven. And I almost wonder. Maybe I'm doing too much galaxy brain here, <laughs> but I almost wonder if they're like, hey, we need to not like overuse him in the regular season. Yeah. You know because yeah. it, you know he is in year eleven mm-hmm. or whatever for a tight end. That's a really long time. Yeah. He takes a pounding in terms yeah. of not yeah. just in the pass game, but the run game as well, or like in the, in the blocking mm-hmm. game as well. I wonder how much of it's like, yeah, let's, A, let's give Trav a little break here. Like he's going to be out there. We want to make sure he keeps chemistry, but, you know, we don't necessarily want to run him into the ground. Right. And B, I wonder how much of it was like, hey, we know Trav will be there. Mm-hmm. When we need him, let's try and see if we can get any of these receivers to the point where we're going to need yeah. him, right? Because if you just have Travis Kelsey, you're not winning a Super Bowl. Right, right. If you need – and we've seen Rasheed Rice become yeah. a lot more reliable. Huge. We have seen Isaiah Pacheco in the run game become more reliable. You know, even Scantling looked like a yeah. reasonable receiver yes. instead of 
this guy that you're like, I don't, how do you even put him back out there? Yeah, right. For sure. He's sort of started evolving into somebody that you're like, okay, I can live with this. So I, I wonder how much of it was just Andy Reid being like, hey, we need, we have to have other receivers. Otherwise, this isn't going to work. Yeah. Also, Shane, I like the, I like the comment that you put on the screen. Did you like the last part? Shane is right at once. <laughs> for once. TK, just uh, my guy, just throwing Apparently. us, throwing you under the bus there. Uh, that is uh, segment number one. Coming up next, we will set up the show. Let you know who's going to be joining us today on Herd Ass Sports Radio here on AM five ninety ESPN Omaha, ESPN Tri Cities. <laughs> 